The first Monday of February does not come with any special remarks, treats, or rules. This particular first Monday is called February 6th, and my handy-dandy reference guide to imaginary holidays indicates that this may be pay a compliment day. This is perhaps a time I should exclaim my notion that the audience of Charlottesville Community Engagement is made up of a wonderful assemblage of human beings, and likely at least one example of artificial intelligence. Always flatter how. On today's show, UVA Health is one of the area's major employers, and they have just unveiled a strategic plan for the next 10 years, including construction of a new biotech research center at Fontaine Research Park. Charlottesville City Council will be asked tonight to hire an appraiser for land on the Rivanna River, for which plans for a 245-unit apartment building have been filed. A roundup of some of what's in tonight's monthly report from Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers. The city is looking for people to work in summer camps and are offering signing bonuses. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, today is the beginning of the WTJU Folk Marathon, airing round-the-clock folk, roots, and world music. DJs are dusting off stacks of fine records that are going to make you move. Meanwhile, sound techs are setting up mics for eight live performances in seven days. When you connect with WTJU's Folk Marathon, you will find authentic music playing for you. Check out the full schedule at WTJU.net and consider a donation today to support Community Radio and WTJU. The University of Virginia Health System is one of the major drivers of the economy in Charlottesville. Now, the entity has released its first-ever 10-year strategic plan to guide its activities and physical growth. Dr. Craig Kent is the chief executive officer of UVA Health, and he begins with a question. Why does UVA Health exist? Uh, it's to take care of our community. Uh, we have 16,000 people that are part of UVA Health, and we have one focus in mind, which is to take wonderful care of, of the patients and the people uh, that need our help. Dr. Kent said this is the first plan to cover all of the missions at UVA Health. We've been doing great things over the last 10 years, but but this gives us a North Star, some direction uh, where, uh, where we plan to head. The kickoff to the process began during the pandemic, but officials said they tried to capture as much community input as they could during the 18-month planning period. This involved employees and community members. Jason Lenine is the chief strategy officer for UVA Health. Uh, we did that in lots of creative ways because uh, it was a pandemic, a lot of virtual sessions. We launched a website where we had actually thousands of um, uh, 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 great suggestions coming from the communities that we serve. Lenine said one aspect of the plan is to increase the number of primary care physicians in the areas around Charlottesville and Culpeper. He said that's a direct result of community outreach. Here's another one. Uh, a number of folks in Nelson County uh, discovered our website, and uh, we have a small primary care clinic out there. And um, a little bit of a, of a, of a campaign was made to, uh, to um, allow us and let us know that 
we have a great little primary care clinic, but there's no retail pharmacy um, nearby, and that uh, community members had to drive 30 to 45 minutes to fill a prescription. And we acted on that. We've we've already our, our pharmacy team uh, has has uh, prioritized that as an initiative, and we're already making some progress. Another initiative is to decrease wait times for clinics by restructuring the way they operate. The UVA Health Strategic Plan has three components. One is related to workforce development, which Lenine said is going to mean more people hired in the community to work for UVA Health. Another is an increase in the research output from UVA Health. You know, we are an academic health system and have an uh, education and research mission. In January, UVA Health announced the gift of $100 million from the Manning Family Foundation for a new biotech research facility that will be constructed in the Fontaine Research Park. Dr. Kent said UVA Health will seek to recruit people to the area. Probably up to 100 researchers that do what we call translational research, meaning they invent things that are going to be in patients relatively soon. The building is under design at the moment, but Dr. Kent said it would be between 250,000 and 350,000 square feet, and a parking structure will be likely. There are two research buildings there already, uh, and then we have a number of our, our clinics and different specialties that are there. Uh, but there's a fair amount of space in the research park, and uh, that's the place that we're going to lo locate our new translational research building. Fontaine Research Center is within Albemarle County. The University of Virginia architect created a master plan for the site in September of 2018. How will this fit into the city's Fontaine Streetscape program? What about the units that University of Virginia Foundation has agreed to build at the Piedmont facility? Lots of things happening in this area. And I guess for now, it begins with UVA Health. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, Charlottesville Community Bikes wants you to join them for their annual Valentine's Day fundraiser, Bake and Bike. On Tuesday, February 14th, costumed bike couriers will deliver pre-ordered bags of scones all around Charlottesville. Bags will include six scones, chocolate chip and cranberry, baked and packaged by Sweet Holly's Desserts, and you can add a personalized note for the recipient. Deliveries will be made between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., and if you live outside of the delivery area, you can also pre-order scones and pick them up at Community Bikes on Tuesday, February 14th. They're going to be limited to 160 bags of scones, so order as soon as you can. Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more. Three more segments to go for the rest of the program. The Charlottesville City Council meets tonight for a very full meeting. Check out yesterday's week ahead for all of the details, but one item on the consent agenda is worth giving some attention to. Council will be asked to spend $3,800 to hire a firm to conduct an appraisal of three parcels of land along the Rivanna River off of East High Street, for which a private developer has filed a site plan for 245 apartment units. Here is the staff report for tonight's appropriation. The appraisal will include sufficient information to understand the basis for the provided value, taking into account market value for undeveloped land, 
the allowed uses of the property under zoning and the costs associated with the necessary improvements to the property in order for it to be developable. If council approves this appropriation on a second reading, the appraisal would be completed within six to eight months. The property in question is owned by the United Land Company, and Seven Development has a contract to purchase the land to develop. They submitted a site plan in September and have argued it's a by-right development. City staff have twice issued a preliminary denial of the preliminary site plan, most recently on January 20th. However, that means the applicant can still get an approval if they address the issues within the letter. One of the sticking points is a determination by staff that the development could not be accessed by Caroline Avenue because access from single-family residential lots to a mixed-use district is not allowed. The applicants disagree and have until April 20th, 2023 to address the staff comments. I have asked the city for more information on what the appraisal is for, and I'll have that information when this story gets posted to Information Charlottesville. Another item on the council agenda tonight is a report from interim city manager Michael C. Rogers. The 14-page document contains a lot of information that might not be stated tonight because of the length of the meeting. Here are some of those items. Charlottesville's compensation study will be available on February 15th. The document will likely lead to further salary increases for city employees. There are two firms still in the running to provide the function of Labor Relations Administrator to handle collective bargaining for the three unions approved by the city. That will also likely lead to further salary increases for city employees. The city continues to need new bus drivers and is paying $21 an hour as a starting wage. There are still almost 500 pupils who are not eligible for pupil transportation, due to the triage rules put into place before the beginning of the school year. Albemarle County has taken over control of the surface parking lot at Market Street and 7th Street for use by court staff and court visitors. Council agreed to amend the terms of an agreement for parking for the courts complex late last year. The Office of Human Rights saw over 4,300 incoming and outgoing contacts for service last year, including around 2,500, which are outside the charge of its enabling ordinance. A full report will be presented to council in the spring. The office is hiring an intake specialist and are creating a fair housing assistance program in collaboration with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Would you like to be a Charlottesville firefighter or work for the department in some capacity? The hiring window is now open through March 6th. Want to rent a garden plot from the city of Charlottesville? The window for existing renters to renew their plot from Parks and Recreation lasts through Friday. If you're a city resident and want a plot and don't have one now, you can begin applying after February 13th. If you're a non-resident, you're going to have to wait until February 20th. Bids for the renovation and expansion of Buford Middle School are expected to go out today with a deadline of March 13th. Here's more from the report. Based on bid prices, Public Works will require swift decisions from Charlottesville Public Schools and City Council on options based on any foreseen escalations that exceeded our original estimate for construction. While not in the report per se, the position of housing program manager is still posted on the city's website. That person will oversee the city's affordability requirements. The position has been vacant for some years. 
There are 112 days until Memorial Day and the traditional beginning of summer, if not the astronomical definition. The city of Charlottesville is already looking at staffing needs for summer camps and are offering bonuses and other incentives. Charlottesville Parks and Recreation offers fun, rewarding, and enriching summer activities for children and young adults through our day camps, adaptive camps, and inclusion program. There's a signing bonus for $250 for all staff and another $250 for those who stay on all summer. Those who work more than 180 hours could get other bonuses. Wages for regular camps range from $15 to $17.33 an hour, and those who work at the adaptive camp would be paid more beginning at $23 an hour. To view the jobs, visit the city's jobs board. But that's it for the end of this edition, the Beltway edition, if you were, because it's $4.95. I did not think I would get one of these out today, but here we are. We are now in the beginning days of Februama, the name that I'm giving to the month as it stands on my 35-day planning calendar. Januarf ended on Saturday, and I find that the only way to keep things straight is to inject nonsense wherever possible. It is not nonsense that both Valerie LaRue and Michael Kilpatrick were very helpful today in providing audio for the podcast version. I highly recommend taking a listen sometime. You will hear people's voice. Wait a second. This is the podcast version. They know this. They know this. But you have not heard a bad word yet. I know that each and every single one of you is listening to see if I forget to be clean. It's always possible I will mess that up one day. Valerie wants you to know about the Virginia Poverty Law Center. Uh, Michael wants you to know about something, but I don't know what that is yet, but I'll put it in the newsletter. I want you to know that I'm grateful that you have listened to this point. And if you have, you're likely already a paid subscriber. And if so, thank you. If not, did you know that subscribing increases the chances we'll get way past this Beltway edition? And who knows how far we'll get? There's certainly no shortage of things to write about. If you pay through Ting, Ting will match your initial payment and I will write you a personalized thank you. I'm a bit behind in getting to those, but it's coming. Ting also wants to help with your high-speed needs. You know how this happens. If you sign up at the link in the newsletter, you can enter the promo code COMMUNITY and you will get free installation, a second month for free, and a $75 gift card to the downtown mall. It is Monday at 2.26 as I do this. Uh, and I'm going to do another one tomorrow, perhaps Wednesday. But I am hoping to get you guys as much information as I can. Because there certainly is a lot of it rolling down the hill. And uh, it's like a reverse Sisyphus. Uh, reverse Sisyphus. Have a great day. And uh, please don't pay me any compliments. I don't deserve them. Goodbye. <laughs>